Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Alvian, you know, I was standing in the uh, line at the supermarket the other day, and they have uh, in this supermarket, uh, I suspect like many, a rack full of tabloid magazines. Um, uh, and several of them had a story about feature, or at least they had something that featured the phrase love language. Hmm. One headline was, he doesn't speak her love language. <laughs> uh, and it, I, I've heard this phrase used a number of times. I suspect our audience has heard it a lot, may know what that means. I want to put myself uh, on the side of those who have a clue, but not a really strong <laughs> idea. What exactly do we mean when we talk about people's love languages? Well, what's so interesting about that is that there's so... There's so many people who do talk about it, and it does pop up even when people don't have the language to be able to say the terminology or use the terminology love language. Um, they're really still talking about the same thing, and it actually originates from a um, – long-standing New York Times bestseller, um, Gary Chapman, who did the five love languages. And in it, he talks about five different ways in which people process and communicate love. And the five that he includes in it are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, gifts, and acts of service. And that many of us process love through one or more of those lenses. So we have a primary love language, sometimes a secondary one. And then we often communicate through a particular language. And what's interesting is that you may like to receive love one way, but you communicate love a different way. So I'll use myself as an example. I like to be loved in words of affirmation and acts of service. That's how I like to receive my love. I like to give love through words of affirmation and um, touch generally. Like that is how I will often give it back. So mm -hmm. I'm naturally very affectionate and I am naturally very affirming verbally. But because I don't always have a lot of physical time, acts of service is challenging for me. So if my partner, if Matt needed to experience love through acts of service, we would have a tough time in the way that we connect with each other. Because if that's his primary love language, if that's the primary way in which he understands that he's being loved, and it's the thing that I am least proficient in, a, in being able to do, that is like me saying to him in French, je t'aime, which means I love you, and him only understanding I love you in terms of um, English. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm actively trying to tell you that I love you, but because you don't speak the language that I speak, it doesn't matter how many times I say, je t'aime, je t'aime, you, know, you know, like it does not matter because right. you don't understand what I'm saying. So love languages are really about our ability to communicate to our partner through the lens um, from which they understand love as a whole. Yeah. 
So in, in, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, forgive me, dumb that down, <laughs> <laughs> which is easy for me, uh, <laughs> and say that how I want to be loved, mm -hmm. what makes me feel loved may not necessarily be the way that I reflect back to others that I love them. Mm -hmm. And if I don't recognize another person's love language, mm -hmm. what makes them feel loved, then I, I, I run the risk that I may be doing things that in my mind are loving and caring, but I'm not, I'm not expressing that in a way that uh, that other person feels right. loved. That's exactly right. So I think this probably, not probably, but certainly happens a lot. Mm -hmm. um, is there a process short of the obvious, which is let's talk about this, that uh, couples can follow to try to identify their love languages and, and come up with a strategy for meeting uh, uh, each other's needs. Well, I think the the most important thing is to figure out where you are. What is your language? Because I hear so often from couples, and you kind of reference that in terms of the magazine covers. You know, he or she doesn't love me the way that I need to be loved, and they speak about it from a deficiency. You mm -hmm. know that there's something wrong with my partner, and as and as a result. I am struggling with really being able to enjoy this relationship because of his or her deficiency right. where, and where love languages are concerned, it's not an issue of deficient rather than an issue of different. And do I recognize the difference between what it is that they process as love and what I process as love? And do I have the language to communicate that to my partner? So the first thing we need is the X you are here, like the, you know, the old school little maps in the mall. When we were younger, you, you know, but prior to GPS, <laughs> if you got lost, yeah. you looked for the little kiosks that had, you know, the whole layout of the mall. And you looked for that little red X on it to figure out where you're standing right now, relative to where you're trying to go. And a lot of times we don't even recognize where we're standing. So it's very hard for our partners to figure out how to find us when we don't know where we're, where yeah. we are. You know, so if I don't recognize that one of the things that I need are acts of service, if I don't recognize that one of the things I need are words of affirmation, then I can't even communicate to my partner, this is what it is that is missing for me, or this is the way in which I love when you do right. this thing for so, me. So one strategy would be to reinforce with your partner those things that they're doing right. Mm -hmm. So when they do that, yes. you know, Clap for them. Clap for them. That's Wag right. your tail Give if them you're a puppy. You know, that's right. <laughs> hey, I really like it. You know, that, that makes me feel loved. That makes me feel right. good. Um, you know, uh, I, I want to say this to the men in our audience, because um, uh, I'm going to bet that you've had a moment where you've said to yourself something along this lines. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Why doesn't she understand I love her. Why is she asking me if I love her? Can't, doesn't she know? 
because I did this and I did that and I did this. And in all fairness, since you're going to speak to the men, let me speak to the women who are listening. When he does the thing that you want him to do, affirm him so that he recognizes that he did good. Yes. It's very men in general. I will not say every man because we can't speak in absolutes, but men in general are very um, recipe oriented. If a cup of this produces that, if an act like this equals that, then I will repeat said thing if it's a if I get a positive response as a byproduct of it. So you can't just correct him when he's wrong. You have to affirm him when he's done what's right yeah, for I, you as well. Well, and I'd say as a, as a, uh, you know, blanket statements are always a mistake, but <laughs> you know, from from a gender perspective, it's frequently uh, an issue for men to live at uh, that level of emotional awareness on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. It's not part of our orientation. Uh, we live in an action or much more action-oriented, externalized kind of environment. So we're a little less introspective, generally speaking. Right. And a little less inclined to sort of think about why um, you know, until we come up against the wall of a question that's being posed to us or a situation that forces us to reflect on uh, what's working or not working particularly well. So when it comes to, to love languages, you know, one of the, one of the lessons here is um, it's not enough to say, I mean, if you put this in, in your metaphor, mm -hmm. uh, when you when you come up against that question of you know why doesn't she understand um, that I love her why why am I being asked why doesn't he understand uh, put it in in language terms and say oh, well gosh how come since I speak Italian right. <laughs> <laughs> and she speaks German we're having trouble right. communicating <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what could possibly could be, be wrong, wrong here? with that exactly. <laughs> One of us needs to learn how to be bilingual. That's right. right. Or both of us in this matter. And you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it just, we have to learn how to, sometimes it's referred to as being able to flex your language, you know, that you, you can move pretty fluently between the language that you speak and the language that your partner speaks. Because there may be some slight differences between those things, but recognizing that, okay, I want using mine, I want Matt to feel very special right now. And I know that he really loves quality time. So that would mean for me, even if that's not in my love language, that I'm going to pause what I'm doing. And I'm going to make sure that I'm carving out time to spend with him, because I recognize that he will process that time as love. And my goal is to let him know today how important he is and how much I love him. So I'm doing the thing that he he enjoys most or processes most as love. So I will speak to him in the Italian that he's fluent in because I recognize that that is his natural language. Absolutely. And I want to, uh, you know, I want to add here parenthetically, uh, again, a note, gentlemen, um, <laughs> regardless of whether you've got the languages right, a moment of spontaneity uh, uh, and something that is thoughtful goes a long way, you know, break down on your way home, stop and buy some flowers. <laughs> if she likes flowers. <laughs> 
But I'll guarantee you, even if she doesn't like flowers, she loves the sentiment. The fact that you, yeah, you, that you, you took the time and did it will, She'll appreciate will matter. That. Uh, whatever your gesture of affection, I think that you know the the need to keep things fresh uh, is important. Is important, and uh, you know I'm going to guess that although Chapman outlines these five. Uh, lang- you know, love languages that there are probably a lot of variations uh, on the theme, on the theme. Mm-hmm. that go beyond those sort of five broad divisions uh, because human beings are very nuanced and you know what causes us to feel on a given day a certain way about something or about someone um, can be different on another day absolutely um, so you know I think you said that we can speak Multiple, multiple languages, languages. And, you, and you're right because they're broad categories in that what does that act of service look like what that may mean for me may be different to somebody else what does that quality time look like is it sitting at the movies and we spent quality time together or is or do I really consider quality time that we are quietly we're sitting on the beach and we're talking to each other we're really plugged in it may mean something different for each person so it's important you're right to recognize the nuance of your your particular partner and being able to meet them where they are. Yeah, so it, it, it might sometimes be useful. Again, another one of those <laughs> gratuitous tips for the men in our audience, um, uh, you know, to, to ask the question, um, what? Makes you feel loved. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't have to remain in the dark about this one. You can actually. Right. You don't. <laughs> You don't have to guess. It's okay to ask because if I will say this for for men, if your wife or partner has children or you guys have children together, some of the greatest ways to communicate how much you love your partner is to do some of the work that he or she may be carrying every day. Mm-hmm. So when I don't have to put the kids to bed and do the bath time and, you know, in the story after that, or if I don't have to vacuum and do the dishes and right after dinner, then the likelihood is when you want, <laughs> when you want that extra special attention later, I'll have the energy for that because you showed me how much you love me by taking something off of my plate. I can show you how much I love you by putting something on yours. Mm-hmm. These are... Uh, uh... <laughs> You can tell these are words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I had to say it as tactfully as I could. But there are lots of ways to communicate romance. Do understand, it starts way before. Yeah. Brush up on your language skills. <laughs> Another episode of Love Life. Thank you, Todd and Kamaria, uh, for uh, helping us uh, uh, express this topic. Uh, and... Thank you, audience, for listening to us. Um, If you have some thoughts about this episode or have some ideas for another topic you'd like us to take on, please write to us at alvian at lovelife.digital. Or doug at lovelife.digital. And we will be back next week with another interesting topic to talk about, hopefully something (laughs) that you suggested. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye. Bye.